This is Two Girls, One Mike, the show that talks about the holes and plot holes of your favorite porn. Welcome to Two Girls, One Mike, the porn cast that implores you to scream out somebody other than your partner's name during sex. I'm your co-host, Yvette D'Entremont, and with me is my darling co-host, Rachel. Rachel, how are you doing today? Oh my God, this is going to go horribly. <laughs> and by the way, I, I'm so white. I responded to Rachel. Let's acknowledge this. I'm like, what am I going to go with? Should I go with Rachel? Should I go with Tiffany? Should I go with Jennifer? Like any of the the very typical girls' names from like, it's like if you think of it, it it's, it's associated with a specific year. Like it's Jennifer, Jessica. But yeah, Alice is not like, even though it's, it's, it's a fairly standard, you know, oh, Anglo name. It's coming back. It was hot in the 1920s. I'll tell mm-hmm. you, but since hundred years, right? Uh, yep. It's slowly coming back. Not well, but it is. But yeah, we should do this for science. Uh, you know, shout someone else's name during sex. Now here's here's what you need to do to make sure that you that that you you aren't served papers. Write down that you're going to do this beforehand and put that shit into a sealed envelope. Be like, no, honey, these girls told me to do this. Is for science. Real, I was planning on screaming out Skylar. Okay. I feel like Skylar can that can be both a boy or just whatever your partner's name is. Go for a name that could be male or female. We're trying to collect as much data as how many people's relationships we can ruin. Yeah, uh, in one week, you know, uh, maybe two. We're shooting uh, high. Sometimes we help relationships by helping you get to watch porn together. Sometimes we make you make relationship uh, extinction level events with our just bad ideas. Very bad ideas. But that said, we have two guys that, number one, I can't screw up the name because they both have the same name. Uh, So we have Kevin Goatee and Kevin Israel. So two Kevins on the show. So obviously, if I'm boning one and screaming the other's name, I'm not going to get in trouble. With anyone except for her partner. (laughs) Oh, yeah, that is a problem. Don't worry. I'll never tell. Man, Israel and Goatee, thanks for joining us on the show. So you guys are comics and you guys have your own show called Gutting the Sacred Cow. That is correct. Right. Thank you very much for having us, ladies. It's an honor thanks and joy. Thanks for coming on. And this should be a real slobber knocker. That's for damn sure. Have we had a foursome with two guys on the show before? I, yeah, we have. It's, I, which, oh, oh, yeah. Matt and Mattingly, duh. It's like, I'm like, I felt like this was, this it seemed familiar. Look, it's been so long that seal has reclosed, okay? Perhaps that hole needs to be popped slowly and kindly, gingerly, with love. Or not. Uh, <laughs> or hey ram guys. it in there, whichever. <laughs> yeah, we're going we're, we're, sure so, we're to go for a prolapsing tonight, ladies, so get ready. <laughs> <laughs> oh, speaking our language. So uh, first off, uh, I was on your guy's show, which is how we yep. met. Basically, the whole premise of your show is uh, ruining people's favorite classic films, right? Kind of, sort of. We invite people on to pick a film that they hate or find overrated. But the, here's the hook. I mean, every other swinging dick asshole's got a movie podcast on it. Here's how we're different. The film that they choose, everyone can shit on Friday the 13th. But our criteria are as follows. The film they choose must be one of these three. A financial success, widely beloved, or critically acclaimed. There is no, again, shitting on Police Academy 5, Assignment Miami Beach. We all know Police Academy 4 was the best one of the entire lot. So what we try and do is have people come on and gut the sacred cow and really see if they have the skill set to knock down some of these all-time classics on the film. And as my co-host Kevin Israel has aptly put, Doing this podcast for, holy shit, we're about a week away from a year anniversary. Happy birthday to What us. did you get me? I know. What did I get you? Not pregnant. I, uh, <laughs> but we found out this. And this you this guys, is- wrong <gasps> hole. Oh, yeah. So anal. 
I'm so happy for you guys. You've discovered the back door. As long as you've been using a good lube. Safety first. <laughs> no, just spit. We're doing prison style. So what Kevin had said was <laughs> that this podcast has contributed to us really kind of just burning down the foundation of films that we've grown to love over the years. After rewatching, we watch rewatch every film for the podcast. We have found that a lot of films that people have chosen are like, fuck that guy. That film is great. We watch it and go, oh boy, this one, uh, I think they got ourselves a, uh, an uncontested dunk here. So it doesn't hold up. So here's my question. What's been the biggest disappointment? Which movie did you say, oh, I really love that and it's now ruined? Mm-hmm. Boy, that's good. Which one got ruined the most? I mean, some of well, the ones that have gotten ruined haven't really just made me sad. I think that's what you're trying to find out. Without even looking, gun to my head, I'd say Batman Returns. I was like, damn it, anyway. Yep. I thought, I, I like, yes. yeah, you agree? 100%. Yeah. That's really? exactly what I was going to say. Oh, shit. Here wow. we go. Sharing a brain again. That's yeah. painful. Batman Returns was good. I remember it. You watch it now, you're like, oh, boy. Not, uh, yeah, it's not, uh, it's a mess. Not so much. Have you guys taken on Braveheart yet? No. No, no one. Actually, there's one where a lot of people who want to do it go, I would do Braveheart. We'll go, well, you're not popular enough for us to ask you. Just kidding. No. Because <laughs> I've, I've rewatched it and I find that, you know, this, a lot of it still holds up, but like there's something about that 90s style of storytelling that just, oof, it's all encompassing. Watch yourself. I'm a, I'm a, a rabid fan of the 90s. Yeah. I was about to say I was formed in the, no, I was formed in the eighties, but I was, I was forged in the fires of the nineties. So, <laughs> which is really apt for this porn we're reviewing today, which is saved by the bell porn. Oh my God. My childhood's coming back and haunting my childhood. So saved by the bell ran from 89 to 93. It was only four years, only four seasons, only four years. Feels like it was like 10 years. And I remember they were in junior high, like uh, Mark Paul Gossler was n- had not gone through puberty when the show started and was like looked much more like an adult by the end of it. So I'm just four years. Wow. Well, they had two spinoff series, uh, The College oh, Years yeah. and The New Class. I remember so, that. Yeah, but I, I'll be honest, I did not grow up on Saved by the Bell at all. I never watched an episode until this week. How old were you in 1989? negative one that would do it i hate this game <laughs> it's yeah yeah like save for the bell was in reruns when i watched it uh and and i was seven when it came out so or six when it came out so yeah i think uh kevin goatee and i were dead parallel with the characters in saved by the bell as far as their ages yep. went if not immediately very close to yeah. it. although that we're not played by guys in their mid to late 20s I wonder how they managed that with this. Like this series, like I said, it started. They were in junior high, and they definitely looked young. By the end, they looked really fucking old. It was very, very strange how the. Anyways, TV magic. Well, it's also. I mean, you can't really hire younger actors because there's different rules, a lot of stipulations. I mean, you have to work around their schedules. They have to have private tutors. It's just easier to work with people who are, you know, adults in their young twenties. Yeah, and look younger. That and and uh, have you ever worked with a child? They tend to be sticky and annoying. Ooh, good point. Much like the people ending up in this uh, zing. Heyo, but um, t- I want to know what the tutor for Tiffany Amber Thiessen told her. Listen, don't bother learning about the War of eighteen twelve. You're just going to get implants and fuck a lot of baseball players. This is all just by the by. <laughs> Aside from Mario Lopez, has anyone had, like, a really successful career post-Save by the Bell? Are you fucking kidding me asking that question? No? Stop. Stop. 
How dare you? Yeah. How dare you forget about everyone's favorite, Elizabeth Berkley in Showgirls? How do you miss that? Rarely is a movie such a huge <laughs> reverse hit that it kills somebody's career. It just in what grand slam in the first at bat. Well done, Showgirls. I don't think there's anybody who started and ended more series than Mark Paul Gossier. Wrong. Franklin and Bash. That was a guilty pleasure of mine. That one lasted, but I two say- seasons. It wasn't two. only two. I felt like th- I felt like that was no, on forever. Two. For MPG, that's a pretty good. Uh, that's a pretty good that's run. Because <laughs> usually he has two or three episodes and it gets canceled. Yeah, I feel like whenever he's cast in something, it's like, oh look, he's in something. He still looks okay. Oh, it's canceled. He did NYPD Blue for a while. He was the uh, he was the last in the series of young, kind of good looking detectives. I think he was on it for two, two seasons before NYPD Blue finally ended. Slater was on that bike cop show too. Oh, Remember God, that one? That was zing, zing. Was that Pacific yes, Blue? Yes. <laughs> and then Tiffany Amber Thiessen, she did what was it? I never and I honestly, God, I've never seen nor will I ever Melrose Place or Nine Hundred Two One Zero. One of those two. She did Nine Hundred Two One Zero. So this porn. All right, considering. Okay, I have very little knowledge of Saved by the Bell. I watched this. I was first a little scared to watch it because when I saw runtime at three hours. Yeah. But thankfully, there was an hour of bloopers, so I didn't watch those. Yeah. Whoa, wow. That they was were. A, wait, we didn't have to watch those? No. What the fuck? <laughs> Alice, how could you not tell me this? I watched every last thing and took 17 pages of no, I did not. So I had an idea. If porn bloopers are a great idea, but if you want to make porn bloopers a must watch, here is a basic uniform application to make any porn blooper funny. Ready? Put the Benny Hill theme song behind it and everything's automatically fucking hysterical. <laughs> I can go for that. I could also go for um, the Andy Griffith theme. Oh, oh, what is that fucking theme? Rerun, come on. I do love rerun, though. The rerun dance is great. Yep. So wait, Uh, you know the rerun dance, but you didn't watch Saved by the Bell. This is chronologically impossible. (laughs) Look, she came from Eastern European country. Things came out of order. We like the black people dancing, but the white people we don't need to see. Honestly, this music, I'm not kidding you. If you go to Poland nowadays, they're still playing what, okay, so they have this whole genre of music called discotheque uh, or disco polo, as they call it. Disco disco, polo. I'm not making this up. I swear to God. I I believe you. I absolutely believe you. It's 90s music and early 2000 to techno. Sold. Fucking sold. This sounds like everything I want out of Eastern Europe. I'm picturing them taking like taking every single ballad from that era and and technoing it up. Oh, I'm not kidding. There are ballads to like my heart will go on in like techno. Version. I don't want to miss a thing in techno. <laughs> I'm Yikes. sure I can find it. Oh man, it's I believe you. <laughs> I believe scary. I can fly with the house beat behind it. <laughs> oh god. I just picture that uh that club scene from Eurotrip. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Where they had like six dollars and they get. Like- do you know what song? Do you know what song it was? They're playing in the background a techno version of Scotty doesn't know. Yeah, Scotty doesn't love know, that right? song. Yep. Holy <laughs> shit, that song is still amazing. <laughs> Film's great too. <gasps> it's a great, it's a great movie. Matt, great, great cameo by Matt Damon. Yeah. Right, it was a, it was one of the best of the dumb comedies of yeah. that era. That's what I'm going to say to Matt. If I ever see Matt Damon, I'm going to say, dude, favorite film Euro Trip. Bottom line, just to see what he says. Just point him out and go, hey, Scott, he doesn't know. You'll be the only person to have ever done that. Yeah, I'll get a high five. (laughs) 
other people have to have done that because like that was that was memorable as shit. I like, hope so. I hope you're right. Shows up head shaven in this like that was that was a good moment in film history. At least it was for me. Wait, so. wasn't Matt Damon in Team America World Police? Matt Damon. Wow, so do, you, do you know why they did that voice to that particular uh, puppet? Do no. Why? So the puppet showed up, uh, or the, whatever you want to call it, because I think it was plastic, but the marionette. Marionette shows up, uh, and its face just looked slow. I don't know how else to phrase that, but the face looks like perhaps it spent a little bit too much time underwater. I don't know. Uh, but they like they were, the guys are friends with Matt, so they're like, hey, is it okay with you if we uh, dumb your character? Because look at this fucking puppet. Uh, and they're, he was like, yeah, go for it. So that's how Matt Damon happened. Now I have to go back and watch this. It's been too many years. Everyone has eight, 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 eight. Sorry. That's a perfect ringtone I think we should put on our phones. What happened to ringtones? Oh, I still have mine. I would purchase a re- ringtone if it was that. You can make your own. Oh, yeah. You can just take a song and- That's what I do. I have my own songs on, <laughs> on my ringtones. The last ringtone I had was the Godzilla roar. Oh, no. And uh, I was in a meeting and it, I literally just loaded it onto my phone and I was so proud of it. And in the middle of a meeting, Godzilla started roaring like really loud. And I was like, well, that's it for ringtones. No more. I think I should just make my ringtone a cough. And that way, all the college students that live in my area, <laughs> as soon as my phone goes off, I'll be like, there have been two articles in the LA Times on in, on the USC students causing outbreaks. And I'm like, now I just walk by and every so often, like I play a, a sound of a cough on my phone and just... Pfft. I definitely don't want to get off topic, but I don't know why anybody's surprised by college students not listening to the rules. Why is everybody like, we didn't see this happening. We thought they would just go back and get educated. It's like, what's weird about it, especially like a lot of schools have said, no, we're doing mainly remote. You, these are USC students. USC is mainly remote. Like they basically said, yeah, you can come back if you want. But like everything except lab, art classes and studio classes, like performance classes are being done remotely. Uh, so I think a lot of kids just kind of said, mom and dad, I'll do better if I can go to study groups. Please let me. And parents are like, please get the fuck out of my house. I can't do with you anymore. <laughs> Speaking of blast from the past, didn't Lori Loughlin from Full House, wasn't she yes. trying to get like her kid, Olivia, into USC yeah, or something? Yeah, it's, that's, the school that, that's the school that she uh, got her into for half a million fucking dollars worth of bribery. And I'm like, you know, maybe if it takes half a million dollars to get this fucking idiot into a school, maybe it's not that good of a school. <laughs> maybe the bar isn't that high. I mean, USC is not MIT for Christ's sakes. Let's just start there. Like half a million for USC? I mean, the film school is good there, but other than that, I don't, I don't see her going to film school. That's just. I'm just saying, I, I think the kid's dumb. That's just half a million to bribe your way into a, a school where the kids are like the only people in this area that are walking around without masks are definitely the college students. But wait a minute, though. She may, she's one of those influencers. She's making a fuckload of money. So why does she even need college at that oh, point? Yeah. You know, Because her parents want her to go to college because it'll look good on the resume she'll never need. No, 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 no. She put out a statement saying that she wanted the college experience of going to parties and hanging out with friends. And living in a dorm. I'm not kidding. This was her statement. Yep. Oh Imagine you're the dude dating her, and you go walk in the house, and there's Lori, Lori Loth, and I'm like, yeah, my dad jerked off to you a lot. <laughs> you were the hot yeah, one. Yeah, Aunt Becky. It's, I'm mercy. just saying, she's... She still looks she's pretty still hot. Got, I'm still oh, saying any. Yeah, she held up. Yeah. There's no guy that's going home with Olivia Jade and sees Laurie, who's just a, a, who looks so much like her and is not jerking off to Aunt Becky still. Still. 
But back to the point. Yeah, yeah I was about to say. <laughs> so, okay, before we get into the details and the plot of this porn, what did you guys think comparing it to the original? They did a lot of little nuances that I definitely, again, pants around ankles half the time, smirked at. Definitely had the, with the music transition, the timeout and shit like that, yeah. the little nods and callback. That's where you get me. I mean, I love esoteric references. I do a lot of them in the podcast. Any shit like that, I laughed like a fucking maniac. I go, you know what? Good for you. That was fun. The fact that they recreated the uh, the restaurant that the they actually know the, the name of it. The Max. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. They, I mean, it looked dead on. And the locker area where they all always hung out in the school. They, I mean, they went kudos to them. For, I mean, clearly they spent all their budget on the set and not on acting lessons, but – uh, they did make it look so if you didn't know what you were starting to watch, you knew as soon as it began. Yeah, I mean, from the beginning, it had they definitely invested money into the set, into the music. Although sometimes when it came to the sound, the, the actors were speaking, and I even with the volume all the way up, I was like, what the fuck are they saying? No, the sound was terrible. There were some things that bothered me just because like I like when you know a show that well and when you've seen it too many times, like, you know, all the beats and the, all, all the little familiar things characters do. The guy who was playing Mr. Belding, like Mr. Belding has a very familiar way of saying, hey, 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 what is going on in here? And this guy did not get the hey, hey, hey down. And I was very disappointed. <laughs> he didn't even try. Mm-mm. He just kind of said, hey, hey, hey. I'm like, you son of a bitch. In fact, I think he was on ketamine. He never, he never seemed fully. He it was always like they were like, "Go, it's your turn, go." And he was like, "All right, hey, what's happening?" Yeah, at least we finally got to see Belding getting blown in his office. He got, he finally got the love he deserved. It's something I've been not waiting for ever. ever. How about they had the opening, like the opening theme song was also the same as well. It was pornified. It was a solid rendition. God, it was. It was pretty good. Listen, the only person who could have done a better job was Weird Al Yankovic, but I bet he was too busy. <laughs> it rhymed. Yep. It matched. It actually told the story. You knew what you were yeah. getting. And it sounded like the original song. As much as they probably could without infringing on some copyright. You'd be amazed at what they can get away with with uh, copyright law, with the parodies. Like, I believe the Wizard of Oz parody was just called Not the Wizard of Oz, and they kept all the names. Like, everything was just exact same everything. Just They just put not in front of it. Because I feel like stud- lawyers at these studios just get probably get, like, the file, and they're just like, another point. No, we're not. We're not. Just let them make the fucking porn. We don't care. Unless Disney owns it. <laughs> yeah, right. Well, Disney will fight you for everything. Oh, of course. They've gotten away with a couple of, of Avengers porn parodies. So apparently they're they're not too angry about it. You know what? I'm wrong. I'm confusing Disney with Nintendo because Nintendo back in uh, the 90s, they bought Super Horneo Brothers. So they owned the... Ro- I'm not kidding. Oh so there's what? a Nintendo porn Challenge of Super accepted. Mario. Yeah. With Ron Jeremy starring. Yes, of course. Which one was, was he Mario? We need to was see Was he this. Mario or Luigi? Well, of course <laughs> Nintendo bought it because they needed to get control of the hedgehog. hey yeah, He was Mario and Luigi. Yeah. And Bowser. <laughs> <laughs> Gosh, uh, so actually, uh, speaking of Sonic the Hedgehog, okay, so after this, you guys have to just do a quick Google search for Sonic the Vaghog. Uh, good luck sleeping. <laughs> boom, 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 boom. That's great. That that sounds like too many pointy objects near a, a soft and kind place. After having seen Sonic the Hedgehog the movie, I don't want to see that thing fuck anything. 
he had a really freakish thing happening with the face at first. Didn't they fix it? And was it- yeah. yeah, well, they made him look very human. Uh, and it freak. It's um the teeth. Uh, what's, what's the that? teeth were bad. There's a phenomenon when something looks too real. The uncanny valley. Yeah, uncanny valley is when like the robots look too human, and it makes you. It gives you this like weird feeling. And apparently, that's that's what so- the original Sonic did to people. Like it was like we know this is supposed to be Sonic the Hedgehog, but it looks like my cousin Eddie. <laughs> so I need we need to. And it created such a such an up uprising that. They went back and they completely redesigned it and made him look like the cartoon. Now, if only they did that for Cats. I'm just saying. Oh, that was a problem that, with Cats. I think that movie okay. was that movie was beyond. <laughs> no, well, I mean, the, the first problem with Cats is that it was fucking Cats. Like, let's let's start at square one. But the second was that they were like, yeah, let's have the Cats skin be clothes and have it also be their skin and have it not be weird at all when they take off their skin that is also clothes to show another layer of what we think is skin fur, but might also be clothes. I feel like that's so far down the list of problems with this movie. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I think it might be watchable if we got the cat asshole edit. You know, release it. I was just going to say, every few weeks there's something new comes out about cats that they're like, there was this hand or there was this foot. And then it was like, there's an asshole. I would watch it if they just took away all the CGI and let me watch the actors performing it in studio and with the choreography because dancers dancing is fun to watch and they look like they did a really good job of it. But then you add all the CGI on top of it and it looked horrible. They had a monster cast. I mean, if they go by their cast, that movie should have been killer, but I didn't even see it. But I would like like to play the game, which is worse, Cats or Sonic the Hedgehog, because I saw Sonic the Hedgehog and it was the worst piece of shit I've seen. Really? Everyone loved it. I, that's why I saw it. I was like, well, everybody's been saying it's good. So it was one of those COVID things. Like we were running out of stuff to watch. And I was like, well, everybody said Sonic's good. So let's watch it. I was so angry halfway through the movie. Like I was viscerally, and I think I might've even paid to rent it. And <gasps> oh man, it's, that, yeah, that, that it's so bad. And James Marsden is in it. Who's, you know, not necessarily a bad actor, but uh, he's, you know, the poor man, Chris Pine. Uh, he was very delicious in the late nineties. Yeah, I mean, he's still a good-looking guy, but holy shit, he just zombied his way through this movie, and and I, he probably had the paycheck strapped to his like shirt, and every now and then he was like, "Oh right, he's right, like, okay, what, I got to two point five million, scene. okay, got to do this, yeah." yeah. But whole, oh man, it was fucking terrible, just, just terrible. Oh. You know, eventually I want to build a big enough career where, I mean, this will never (laughs) happen in my lifetime. I, you know, I started with big career, that again, wrong. But I would love for someone just to throw millions at me for me to participate in something where I know it's going to be a piece of crap. Because you know everybody who got the script for, for example, like the Emoji movie. They didn't think it was going to be hey, a success. Hey, Patrick Stewart plays the poop emoji, and I think it that that alone makes it. The harder. man was on the West End Theater in Shakespeare in London, and he goes, "Fuck you! I was Hamlet." Oh yeah, here's thirty million. Line up, motherfuckers. Let's go. <laughs> Listen, as stand-up comedians, and I know Kevin will will back me on this. We try to stand on our laurels and our and pride ourselves in our in our work and our art and our craft and everything. You know, Kevin's created a bunch of his own shows that he's proud of. And we've all, you know, we all have projects that we've worked on. But let me tell you what, they came knocking with $5 million. I'll be a fucking My Little Pony. I don't give a shit. A brony? Yeah. <laughs> Go ahead. Let's get furry. When you're really broke and they come knocking with like 12 grand, you'll you'll <laughs> shill for artificial sugar. Yeah. To advertise my podcast for 500 bucks, let's go. 
Yeah, like you, you don't know what you'll become the asshole for until you're broke and the money's on the table. We're all ready to be a whore. Ready? We're it's there. just, it's just, it, it's just how much money and which hole you're opening. Yeah, right. Sounds like pledging all over again. So speaking of holes, uh, getting back to the porn. So the initial concept of she's this- just throwing that out there for people who listened to our last episode. She's throwing that out there so that you know it's still a Hellas and she has not been replaced by a fembot. Oh, thank you, <laughs> thank you for call reminding. Back. Yeah, callback. <laughs> so we open on this with a phantom nudist, I guess, who's randomly getting his dick sucked because this is very true in high school. That struck me as very out of universe. First of all, the blowjob is never the first thing that happens. So it just it started like that, and I was like, well, that's, something's wrong here. It was surprising that it started with blowjob, we can't see the face, and then guys streaking through the high school. It's like, normally we start off with like, you know, there's a some sort of inciting incident between Zach, the teachers, or and his friends, and then Zach going, ha, huh, I wonder, and then plan goes into action. And right. like, that's kind of the, but like, instead, we start with phantom dick. Yeah, that was funny, because I don't know about you guys, but the first you know, they're in the shower. 45 seconds in, I start yelling at my TV, start fucking already. Too slow for my <laughs> like. Let's go. But I like how she's getting a BJ and kneeling on a dirty, filthy floor. Not even a towel to, you know, cushion her knees. What a savage. Jesus. We've seen worse stuff. I'm just saying, Debbie, was it Debbie Does Dallas? It was where, Debbie Does Dallas, where there was a pile driver in the shower. On the shower floor. Uh, what floor? Is that foreshadowing, ladies? I ask you. <laughs> You know how you guys go back and see if movies held up? We do that sometimes with older porns. And Debbie Does Dallas did not hold up. Not at all. Yeah. They even say now one of the laws in porn is that you have to, especially in porn where it's like barely legal. But she's twenty four. Like it's you have to say out loud. You know, teehee, I'm glad I just turned eighteen. In Debbie Does Dallas, they say straight on camera that the girls are sixteen. And, like, I don't think they're 16, but, like, the fact that they say it on camera, like, and this is a classic, whew, we, this shit has changed. Well, it's funny that you say that because they did it in this one. When Belding was getting the blowjob, he said, I'm glad you just turned 18. And I was like, yeah, did I, and I didn't, I did not know that was a requirement by the uh, federal porn administration. Did they cut out the scene where he looked at the camera and went, like a <laughs> wink and a nod? But now you're never going to not notice that yeah, when you see porn that has like any amount of a script or barely le- whatever. It's like in now every time like, I'm getting really into it and somebody goes, oh, you're 18. I'll be like, I'll just picture lawyers and lose my boner. <laughs> That's an NDA there. Hey, picture <laughs> it's porn lawyers, though. Those porn lawyers have all boinked the porn stars. No, they haven't. Why would they not? That's like getting a Ferrari, not taking it past second gear. One of our friends that we met at the AVNs, uh, Suzanne, she's a porn casting director and her husband's a porn star. And so she oh. like she's often like casting the women that are in movies with her husband. And she's like, no, this is how you're this is how, how best to to pleasure him. I'm like, oh, that's amazing. This is what one does with a BA in English. And I thought that and I thought the best life. job in the world was a guy or well, the girl or actually the guy who casted extras to be on the show Entourage. I thought there was no better job in the world, but apparently there is. Uh, excuse you, but the best job in the world is being the person who is sleeping uh, next to a couple that's boning in the living room <laughs> and getting paid for oh, it. Yeah, that's a good one. Wow. 
That's a good I want to be that extra. <laughs> extra in a porn movie. I think, you know what? I have a theater degree, and that is about where my acting skills are. Do you get hazard pay in case some random jizz flies by you? And I was j- Bang! You're in my head, Bang. man. You're in my head. I was going to say, do, you, do they get to warn you? Incoming! <laughs> Four! <laughs> Uh, you don't get the job if that happens. Because if you're a dude, you th- you laugh. But in all seriousness, oh, yeah. if you're a guy, you can't do the pop shot until all the scenes are shot, until all the pretty girl photos are taken. So, hey, two, three, five hours might be passing. And then you have to do it not only timed, but you have to do it in a very specific area or you're not going to be on the girl's list of people she wants to work with again. Oh, yeah. It's a job. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, re- I remember, I think it was an interview with Tara Patrick. And she was saying how, you know, everybody comes up to her and be like, oh, I want to do a movie with you. I want to do a movie. And she would always say, wherever we were, in the middle of the mall, oh, in a restaurant, wherever, oh my God. I'd be like, pull your pants down and get a boner right now. And you'd be like, what? <laughs> and she'd be like, if you can't get pull your pants down right now and get a hard on, you can't be in porn. That's accurate. Like we've had uh, we've had Samantha Mack from Porno Bootcamp, who she just she porno basically boot camp. puts pe- fucking porno it boot exists. Camp. It exists. Well, it's better than fucking Rockstar Camp or Boy Scouts. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Yeah, well, I mean, if people think they have what it takes to be a professional fucker on camera, she'll let them know if they do or not. I'm proud to say that I know I don't have what it takes. I definitely don't have what it takes. It's like, I I like to say I've got, I have a good body for a mom of three and I don't have kids. (laughs) I have the refractory period of a 1984 Oldsmobile on a cold morning. Oof. (laughs) We have to jump start it, pour hot water on it. Come back tomorrow. Maybe we'll get this thing started, but <laughs> gotta bang it a few times and maybe it'll wake Pour up. Pour some hot water on it. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> All right. It's a spoiler alert for our audience. Uh, so the Phantom Dick, and we're gonna jump around with this porn. As happens with Saved by the Bell, there is it's never a plot in Saved by the Bell. It's just let's have wacky antics with Zach, and he's gonna try to bang Kelly, even though we never say banging. They're just making out. Wait, and before you get into the specifics of the Phantom Dicker. I loved that when they finally, when they did the cock reveal, which I always think is the, is just a great part in the porn. Cause I've always, I've, I've always just wanted to have that moment with a girl where, you know, I take my pants off and she goes, Oh my God. Like, I feel like that, it that's is something you. they, they prom- and it's like, you're not, you know, as a normal, as a mortal, you're just never going to get that. And his, his reveal, they put the laugh track over it. <laughs> and I was like, that's a weird timed laugh track. Like this guy's, this guy's slinging a bazooka. Nobody's laughing at that. They should have done the, oh, like the whole audience going, wow. Or a slide whistle. Because <laughs> yeah. that never misses. If you know what, what sound effect you would like to have come out, out into the air with your dick, <laughs> please email us info at two girls, one mic. David tells us the greatest joke about whipping your dick out. He's like, you want to evoke a, re- a reaction. You want to, I, mommy, guard, let me out. Guard, let me out. You don't want to hear a, oh, isn't that cute? And I should know. I work with children. That's why he's the best. Oh, he's Jesus a, Christ. It's David Tell. <laughs> Jesus. I know. So for everyone at QAnon that wants to cancel us, email us info at twogirls1mike.com. <laughs> Do you understand how many emails I've already gotten? We're 40 minutes into the episode. <laughs> oh, man. Excellent. Have we, wait, have we gotten any QAnon emails? Uh, I don't think so. But then again, I haven't told him about all the children I'm trafficking, so it's fine. What is QAnon? I've heard a lot about it. I just I'm too lazy to research. You don't know what QAnon is. I've heard is of it. Yet? I just didn't look it up. Oh, oh, my oh, God. oh. Let's so, go ahead, Alice. You're very excited. You're, you're, yes, you're Alice, you the blonde. Go ahead. I'm excited <laughs> for no reason. Um, but mostly it's because so, it's, oh, there's a reason. Oh, well, oh kind of. Uh, it's my skincare <laughs> routine. But uh, 
what they do is uh, it's compiled of all these different conspiracies. So imagine every conspiracy you've heard in your life from JFK, 9-11, you know, kids being trafficked, et cetera. never walked on the moon. Uh, Exactly. All piled into one. And also, I, as a Jew, they think I control the world. Of course. Well, that's true. And they're right, no, obviously. Well, that's unfortunate because as a Jew, I control the world. <laughs> well, no. Didn't you know it's our international Jewry that's controlled? I haven't gotten that check yet, though. But one of the biggest parts of the QAnon and Save the Children thing is that there's this conspiracy uh, that's wrapped up where – Children are being trafficked uh, for the purpose of getting their adrenaline up. And then while their adrenaline is up, they're being slaughtered and their their blood is being extracted and then taken to labs. And then those labs are then t- uh, selling it to uh, celebrities and actors and politicians to inject themselves with. So that way they can all look youthful and beautiful and young. It's not like these people can afford good skincare routines. This sounds like the next plot for Blade 4. It sounds so much more reasonable when you say. <laughs> no, here's the thing. They're, when they use this, and let's let's go through a quick debunking class, and we're just going to go on the way they, they use statistics on child trafficking. So yeah, there are a certain number of children who are reported missing on a daily, weekly basis. Most of those children are because a parent took them across state lines or because, you know, it's these are cases that are solved fairly quickly. These are not, whenever you read like 80,000 children are, are reported missing or uh, however many it is a day, most of them are a family matter. They're not all being, you know, taken by Nancy Pelosi. Only like two of them are. And some are dead. <laughs> Thank sorry. God. The way, the way, I, the, it's, I feel horrible for laughing just the way you said that. Um, oh, God, I'm going to get canceled for laughing at that. <laughs> it all actually started on the website 4chan, yeah. which is the breeding ground of everything bad on the Internet, with an account named Q who said he worked for the federal government somewhere in the presidential administration. He had Q-level cl- uh, yeah. security clearance, which does not exist. And he was going to start revealing information, top secret information, throughout the month or whatever. And people just latched onto this, you know, people who stuck at home with nothing to do. And then obviously being trapped at home with yeah. through coronavirus just added fuel to the fire because people could just sit in front of their computer and listen. And every now and then he just releases information that is blatantly not true. One of yeah. which was Pizzagate was part of it, that whole the whole pizza. Well, Pizzagate preceded it. But still, like they, they tried saying that there was, a chi- again, child trafficking ring in the basement of a building that did not have a basement. Mm. I feel like that alone should have made people go, huh, but because it had Hillary Clinton in it and because anything you say catches fire around these people that are that people are very suspicious of, that was very easy to take off. It was yep. it was to the point where there was a shooting at that pizza place. Yeah. Just, yeah. Ugh. Like now a couple of people who ran the websites uh, and who have been like tracked back to owning the sites have been found. And one of them was Jim Watkins, I believe, who owned or was one of the people uh, who ran uh, HN, I believe. And he was found to have a lot of child porn on his computer. So good job getting rid of those child pornography. It's nice when the circle is complete. I like to know what a lot of child porn is. I think one piece of child porn is a lot of child porn already. (laughs) Well, there's a lot and there's too much. One piece is too much. A terabyte (laughs) is a lot. That is, they never seem to come with less than like 10,000 images of it. Like whenever you read a report on it, it's like, man, like what were you, somehow they have like these, you know, they're able to track everyone. They've got the NSA. They can get into all of our information and somehow they wait until there's like, all right, we've got 12,000 images of child porn on this guy's computer. Now we can get them. 
Like maybe they just buy them in bulk. <laughs> I don't know how child maybe porn pal- is. Maybe it's like a Brazzer subscription. You get access to all those other websites. Can I get a pallet jack worth of kitty smut, please? <laughs> oh my god. Oh my god. How many coupons this week? <laughs> Look, I don't know how the dark web works. There are deal hunters. Sure I, you don't. I guarantee there are a couple <laughs> deal hunters on there. And some of them happen to be pedophiles. Are you saying Jews are pedophiles? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> no, not at all. This is Not a- all Jews. <laughs> I say this before we get letters. I say this as a Jew. Come on, just pl- don't, don't. It sounds like your people are a bunch of your, your fans are uh, the letter writing variety. I'm just afraid that there will be one. Oh, there's one person. It's oh, all it takes. Yeah. It's all it takes. I feel like we've scared off and like, look, we review porn. Obviously, this is not, this will not be a normal hour. We've whittled people off, I think. All right. So back to Naked Man. So we find out Naked Man is Screech. How realistic is this? I feel like once Lisa figures out that it's Screech, no matter how wonderful the dick is, she wouldn't be like, oh, yeah, give me a piece of that. So mm. I have to tell you that I'm disappointed that they didn't actually have Dustin Diamond in it because I know he's available. Right. And he's also worked in porn before. Don't you remember he gave the dirty Sanchez to that girl in that video that he tried shopping? Oh, that's right. That's I forget right. if that was like an attempt to break into porn or if that was just, hey, I made a home movie and I'm broke. Uh, choice B. Ooh. Also, this porn set up the fantasy that every guy had, that the only thing that mattered was the size of your dick. I was like, well, as long as, and that's, and by the way, that's also why guys are like, I'll just send her a picture of my dick. That'll impress her. Just to remind everyone out there, because I don't think we've talked about the rules here for a while. If you send us a picture of your dick, we will contact your mother and or your girlfriend, and we're going to make fun of your dick on the show. I'm sorry. I what? was not encouraging people to send a okay. picture of your dick. <laughs> what if you have an impressive hammer? Then what? <laughs> Text yourself. If you want to impress someone, impress someone who wants to see your dick. Mm-hmm. We don't want to see your dick. I feel like even the people you're looking to impress don't want to see your dick. Yeah. <sighs> Like, there's seven billion people. I'm sure there's one. Yeah, we are not. We are <laughs> well, not. I haven't them, found but, her yet, and I'm mad. <laughs> but if you're, <laughs> but if, if you're that desperate for us to see your dick, you can send us a picture of it with with an outfit, at least a funny hat. It needs clothes. I am 100 percent certain that if I sent my wife a picture of my dick, the response would just be why. <laughs> Shoot right back. Dinner's ready. my husband has sent me the only dick pic that i ever really enjoyed and it wasn't a pic it was a a glorious video of him naked and just like shaking back and forth but instead of the maracas doing their dance it was just the dick just in the breeze was he doing the buffalo bill from science of the lambs kind of dance no no it was the dick was like (laughs) no dick dick was out and it was just this glorious celebration of nudity i think if i ever sent a dick pic i put like a bobby hat on like an english cop and again, play the Benny Hill theme song as I shook it around. <laughs> that Wouldn't be that sensitive. be hot? <laughs> Meow. I picture you as someone who sent a dick pic before, though. Honest to God, nope. Nope. Oh, I'm so proud of you. Nope, I'm an adult. I'm but very I, happy with I you. I don't know why my expectations were so oh, low. Well. Jersey. You were correct in those well. expectations. <laughs> <laughs> the night's still young. Uh, so, okay. I do want to mention also, so... Again, I didn't watch a series, but I was I did watch an episode. The Kelly looked like Kelly. No, she did not. No. Yeah, no. No? No. Kelly Kelly Pukowski was like the golden lamb when we were kids. She was the nineties it girl. Yeah, it was an ad like it was an it was an adjective. Like she's Kelly Kapowski hot. Like 
that was yeah. This girl was a cute brunette. She was just a smile and a kitten and a hug from Jesus. That's what <laughs> Kelly Kapowski was. And also, I don't. And and Kev, you can correct me if I'm wrong. I don't remember Kelly ever specifically being made out to be like a puritanical prude. No, she was always actually no. She kind of she was supposed to be like a nice yeah. girl, but I don't feel like it was ever like. Like they made her in this out to be like a like almost like a Jesus like we can't do that like I didn't feel like that was Kelly that I can't maybe I was just maybe I just built a Kelly in my head that I wanted to believe I mean Jesse Spano was the feminist Lisa Turtle was the girl just shut down Screech and other than that brought nothing to the table she was the fashion person uh, yeah. okay you're right Fa- okay fine yeah. forgot about that fashion but Kelly Kapowski besides being the cheerleader I can't think of another goddamn thing that she was known for. She would basically, uh, she worked as the MacGuffin between Zach and Slater for the entire series. The one thing that this Pilgrim film missed was, of course, the lovely Leon Carosi and his daughter. The one who's a retired Scientologist. Yeah, Leah Remini. Yeah. I was hoping for What's-Her-Face Miss Bliss to come back. Because we could have used a good gilf scene. Oh, my God. By the way, I do have a question. And I, I, was, I wasn't I was curious enough to go back and rewatch the whole porn. Uh did Slater ever actually bang Jesse? Yeah. That scene happened? Yeah. Which one was Jesse? Jesse was the one with the kind of curly, frizzy hair. The tall, very tall girl. The tall, frizzy. Yeah, yeah. 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 So Jesse boned her, so. It's the one who wasn't Kelly and wasn't Lisa. Oh, the one that Zach and, um, what's Slater. it called? No, that Slater. was just a random blonde cheerleader yeah, girl. Yeah, there was just oh, a random cheerleader mind. that just- Yeah, Slater never just- had, actually had sex with Jesse. I thought he did. No, she had sex. She had the there was the uh, the the girl on girl wrong. scene in the beginning, um, which the girl she had sex with was, I in my opinion, the most attractive girl in the whole thing. <gasps> April O'Neil. We love April. She's the best, and she does so many porn parodies, and she's great. She was very attractive, but she, uh, she had that scene, and I think that's the only sex scene she had. I don't think she and Slater ever got down. And maybe it was because his wig wouldn't have stayed on. I don't know. How funny was was the acid wash jeans he was sporting too? The Cavaricis, they were fantastic. Oh my God. He was legit hilarious, that guy. But one fact about the production thing I laughed at, this film had more production value than 2001 A Space Odyssey. <laughs> Spot on in its set design. Uh, I have, honestly, this is going to be embarrassing to say, I have yet to see 2001 says Space Odyssey. So we do a You're movie podcast, anything. and Kevin Israel has now made that, that film that he hates the most. And God, it the is most. bad. It really? is bad. The most hated It's movie. awful. I saw awful. it when I was like 12, and I've forgotten everything. Don't so. worry. Keep that that way. Good to know. Also, I really hope that people do go up to Mario Lopez and show him pictures of the guy who played him in this porn parody, because this that guy... He looked like the meth head version of Mario Lopez. But he wasn't even Hispanic. Yeah. He was a he white was guy just wearing a greasy black wig. Like, I feel like that was cultural appropriate. Like, I felt like I should file some kind of a grievance against it. was like, this is, they, didn't even, they, couldn't, they couldn't find one Hispanic male porn star to do this. In LA. Yeah. You couldn't find a Mexican in Los Angeles, excuse me? Yeah, but I tell you what, that dude blew ropes like he held it in for five days straight. Give him credit. Wow. That's why I love goatee. He is he's laser focused. I noticed the dumb shit. It was like a fucking force five uh, category five hurricane when he was blowing his load out. It was a to the spit take. That's hilarious. <laughs> so now I know what Kevin Goatee looks for in his porn. It's a big load. No, you can't miss something like that. Again, it's a category five explosion <laughs> in this girl's face to go, well, 
Can't it's like a drip, drip, like a candle wax. When you tip it over like that, it was a kapow, a shotgun. Good on him. Hopefully he didn't have some asparagus the night before. Does asparagus get into the smell of semen? I, I like, I just don't know if that's a thing that happens. Maybe. I don't know. Guys? It does not. We all know the rumor with pineapple. Is that true? I don't think it's true. No. But I mean, eat pineapple. It's good for you. I enjoy it. <laughs> I, mean, I don't know. We've had some porn stars who would definitely attest to um, guys who have, uh, who take care of themselves, drink a lot of water and have a healthy diet have better taste and cum, but I don't know. I don't drink it by the gallons. Yet. By yeah. the quarts. Fair. You're a girl. Fair. You're a lady. Pinky out. <laughs> it's a long apocalypse. You never know what we're going to have to turn to for sustenance. I think, I mean, I think that makes sense with anything that comes out of your body. If you, if you, if you're healthy and you eat well, it's probably going to be better than if you, you know, smoke cigars and drink whiskey all day, but it's not going to be as much fun. There doesn't seem to be anything that causes uh, sperm to taste better or worse. Of course, they would have to do some double-blind studies to figure that out. Randomized, placebo-controlled. Yeah, basically. So what we're saying is uh, science. We need funding for this. We also need people to swallow the cum. Oh, excuse you, but we know enough people that will do this. We need cum guzzlers. We need men who are willing to change their diet and get their dick sucked for science. Email us and vote two girls one mic. No job is too big. No paycheck is too big. Nice. No dick is too <laughs> big. What I'm saying is we need to get into the next coronavirus bill. We need to just carve out a little bit of the budget for this. Uh, you're talking about like we need $5,000, I think. Yeah, cr- a crave case of White Castle. Who are you kidding? We need very little. Can't we get that into the bill? That's a real stimulus package. Waka, waka, waka. Wow. I'm deeply groaning at that one. That's a groaner. I groaned as I said it, so beat you to it. So uh, the one plot line that we basically had in this was that Zach had a poem that he did in front of the class uh, to Kelly Kapowski. And it just happened to be a stolen poem. I don't know where it was stolen from because I must have missed that part. But at the very end, when he admits it to her, she knew all along and they bone. Which isn't that how relationships work? You lied, but you had good intentions. So You did a sweet thing while lying to me. Please give me your dick. (laughs) Marriages have been built on worse foundations. Sounds like most of my relationships in college. I have to say, though, that my high school experience was uh, nothing like this film. Or college, sadly. You never secretly blew the principal under the desk while he blackmailed two other students? No, but my sister's high school had a similar thing that happened. Shit. It's quality. It was a quality school, and it was a private school. I'll I'll say that. Surprise. <laughs> there was a rumor about the vice principal at my high school being inappropriate with some of the freshman girls, That, but that was after I left. Oh, gotta be the young ones, too. Dirty bastard. He was a dirty guy. Mr. Belding, though, I have to say, he was so bad. Yeah. Yeah. He was just so, like... He'd just have to watch one episode, like, two episodes to be like, all right, what are the beats of this character? This is the first time I've ever watched uh, even one of those parodies all the way through. And it was painful. It was not arousing in the least. The sex was all rather boring, it felt like they all just kind of did the same moves and the same things happened. And out of all of that, Mr. Belding just stood out as really like, I just wanted to, like, you couldn't try, just put in like two, like they were all kind of trying to be, like Slater guy said, called her mama. Like he, he clearly like did a little bit of research. This guy was just told, yeah, he's a 
principle. Go. Act like a bumbling principle. You don't have to get anything else about the character right. <laughs> Nothing whatsoever. How did no one stop him and say, hey, the hey, hey, hey has yeah. a tone to it. That's That alone lets me know nobody here. Like, And here, here's the thing. Parodies don't have to be, obviously, perfect specimens of acting. They're not. Porn parody is not going to get you an Oscar award-nominated uh, performance here. It could but, get you an AVN. Obviously. However, but what, we, what we're looking for is something that makes us feel like we're in that universe. And this, like, there weren't enough. Like, there were some things that were great that felt like they lifted from that universe. Like, the you know, the theme song was really well done. Uh, certain things, you know, felt really, but like, did you feel like you were at Bayside High and that you could, you know, that like the gang was going to be there? Like, it didn't quite get that, at least not for me. No, it gave me a lot more than what I expected. My level was about a 0.3 and it rolled in about a four. So the fact that it was that exponentially greater was duly noted. We'll give it that. The guy who was Zach, I give him credit for trying. He definitely put in the effort. But the problem was he looked like he was about 40. Yeah. <laughs> this whole cast that was old, was me. older than the cast of Greece when they did Greece. <laughs> like they they weren't even close to being I mean it wasn't no. even kind of like we stayed back a couple years. And the guy who played Zach while as as much effort as he did put in and he you know I credit for trying he was way too old. <laughs> I like how they went to a save the dolphins meeting. I like how in the girl's backpack, they brought a dildo because that is how you pass time in detention. I had that same note, you son of a bitch. I had that Much same. better <laughs> than the New York Times crossword puzzle. That's what I say. It's not a save the dolphin rally without a nine-inch pink dildo. I mean, that's how I always pass the time in detention. <laughs> I never had detention. Why do you though, think so? dolphins make that noise? So, yeah, I mean, overall, maybe not Bayside High, but okay for the porn adult pornified version of Bayside High I guess if you want like when you're buying like off brown yeah when you're buying like off brand cereal and you know what you're getting this is like that like it's Etsy not wish I liked the the storyline of Screech being the secret the covert dicker I liked it you know I mean Kev was oh, right it was so it was nice. telegraphed it wasn't a surprise, yeah, not but at all. I like it just seemed I mean that of all the storyline of the, the complex plots that were going on in this that was the one that I was like, that works in this whole thing. Was that and your I, Kaiser Soze moment for this? And even at the end when she was like, my house, nine o'clock tomorrow. I was like, good for him. Good for him. He's getting exactly, you know what? He's probably got <laughs> nine girls lined up that are doing this. Good for Screech. You think if Dustin Diamond actually did watch this, you go, finally, finally. <laughs> it's about goddamn. That's exactly what was going on. <laughs> Maybe he is. Maybe he I is. Actually, someone, he was on Stern, I think. And he's told the story, or someone told the story about him. Anyway, he hit on an extra, Dustin Diamond I'm talking about, and she turned him down. And what he did was he was so angry at her, he pissed in her pocketbook. The fuck? He's what? Yeah, he's, that oh, my does God. Not, I've, I've heard some ter- I mean, he stabbed a guy with a fork in a bar. Really? What like, the fuck? And yeah, that's why he went to prison. He did? Wait. I didn't know any of this. Yeah. <laughs> wow, he's a regular Chuck Norris, this guy. What the fuck? I don't know if if you ladies know, but the the comedy circuit, if you haven't made it, you get stuck working with like B-level people who who have enough fame to draw an audience, but haven't. But don't have enough fame so that people who aren't into comedy have heard of them. Right. Exactly. Exactly. So uh, we, we've all got stuck opening for, you know, ungrateful 
quasi celebrities and Dustin Diamond is is one of them. I never got a chance to work with him. A lot of my friends did. And he's one of those guys. And it's something it's also something that if you have enough celebrity where you could draw an audience and you don't know what to do with that celebrity, you just think, oh well, I'll be a stand-up comedian. That seems easy. (laughs) There were a lot of Dustin Diamond stories that circulated in the comedy scene. Uh, I mean I don't know outside of the tri-state area, but there was a lot he did a lot in the New York, New Jersey area. Yeah. And uh I've heard a lot of things, but but the, the, it's a public story that he, he attacked somebody. There was a fight in a bar somewhere, and he stabbed somebody with a fork. We're like a butter knife, like something that wouldn't be a weapon otherwise. You think he would have taken karate throughout his years of getting fucked with by people because they don't realize that that's not real life. <laughs> yeah, because and didn't he do he did celebrity boxing or something yes. like that or uh, another side of making it. And he got the shit beat out of him by some other TV nerd who I can't remember. I can't remember what one it should it was. have been the, the uh, it's, oh God. I hope it was Jaleel White. Just Revenge of the 90s nerds. Just Urkel versus Screech. I would watch that. Have a cage match with Sherman from the American Pie films. <laughs> oh my God. The Shermanator. Dustin Diamond wishes he had Jaleel White's career. <laughs> right? He's still he's still in things, right? Yeah. No, he's and he's apparently he's a, yeah. a supposedly a pretty good businessman. Good for him. Though, by the way, I did laugh out loud. I legit like guffaw when Sanders getting blown and he goes, time out, laugh my balls off. Laughed hilarious. That's good. Yeah. Well, I, and I like that it was a conscious moment where he was like, I need to make it right with Kelly. <laughs> I can't. And he just leaves. And by the way, the whole reason he was there was because she wanted a threesome. Right. That was the whole she didn't just so I mean I was expecting her to look at Slater and be like, well, I don't want just you. I thought she was gonna. I thought that was gonna be like the punchline moment. I was very confused with that one. I'm like, I kept as so I went back a few times. I'm like, isn't Slater gonna jump in here? It's, no, it's like double dutch. You got to know your. You got to know the timing's perfect to do jump in the middle. <laughs> they were fall welling it. They were having Slater sit on the side and stare. And there was a moment, and I don't know why this jumped out at me when they first started. The the two of them started making out with her, and the locker swung open. And it like hit, it hit Zach and he kind of got lodged behind it. And then she <laughs> kneeled down to go down on Slater. And I was like, she's definitely going to slam her head into the locker. And that, <laughs> like, that's all I was just waiting for her to stand up and go pow and knock herself out. But e- either it didn't happen or they edited it out. But that was how it enwrapped I was with the sex. I was concerned for their safety. <laughs> <gasps> Woo! Our patrons. Yay! They help pay for the our fantastic audio editor, for our hosting, for all the things that keep the lights on with the show, and for us to keep doing these episodes. So, guys, uh, this week we want to thank... Chris Gaffaro, Matt Distopico, Vincent Wetmore, Mike Serbetsko, Christopher Wedge, John, Dave Wiener, Stephanie Rausch, Mike Roberts, Patrick Adamo, Bonnie, and many, many others. And if you want to become a patron as well, head on over to patreon.com slash two girls on mic or two girls on mic.com and hit the support button. Again, you can support us via Patreon or PayPal. And maybe we'll read your name on the show next week. Uh, or not. We'll see. Uh, but guys, thank you for joining us. Uh, so I know you guys plugged your show at the beginning of this episode. And of course, we'll leave it in the comments. But where can our uh, listeners find you guys individually? KevinGoatee.com, K-E-V-I-N-G-O-O-T-E-E. You'll find links there to stand up. You'll find movie reviews. And now that it's NFL season, my picks, six and three so far this year. Not bad. Not bad at all. More importantly, GuttingTheSacredCow.com has everything. Links to our, 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 our podcast links, our YouTube links. 
We write articles every day, blog pieces about film news or sequels that we want to ask for or never got, you know, to list of 10, stuff like that. And uh, all that on guttingthesacredcow.com. Give us a watch. Follow us on social media at GTSC Podcast on Twitter. But again, guttingthesacredcow.com has everything you need and then some. So it's been a glass, ladies. Thanks a lot for having us. Israel, where can our listeners find you? KevinIsrael.com and Kevin Israel on any social media. If you search Kevin Israel, you're not going to find too many others. Um, <laughs> and uh, my calendar is actually starting to sort of fill up as comedy trickles back to life. So uh, check my my calendar out and like my dashing co-host said, guttingthesacredcow.com for the blast of our podcast. And Ved, where can our listeners find you and all things science? Y'all can find me at the Cybabe on Twitter and Instagram, and of course over at facebook.com slash Cybabe, where I'm doing bi-weekly uh, live streams to help explain COVID, the universe, and all things that are making us uh, halfway not survive the apocalypse. Alice, where can our listeners find you? Guys, you can find me over at Rational Blonde on Twitter, but of course you could find the show in all places at TGM Podcast, but of course twogirlswithmike.com. And listen to us again next week. Leave us a review, comment, tell your friends, family, uh, spouse, other spouse. Uh, you know, you're going to sister wives us. Uh, but thanks again for listening. We'll see you soon. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. <laughs>